Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. It's been a while since we've done one of these, but uh, we're back now. And I'm Alex, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. Monique, Hello. how are you? I am Dandy. How are you? Dandy. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> so we have, uh, yeah, we've been absent for a bit. Happy New Year to everybody. Yes. Happy uh, belated holidays, all that good stuff. Jeez, we're in February now, yeah. so... It's almost like why I even bother mentioning it, but hope everybody We've had it. Yeah, I hope everybody had a good uh, holiday season and has started the new year off well. So, what have you been up to, my lady? Why don't you go ahead and fill everybody in? Thank you. I have been on some podcasts, so please check them out. I was part of Karen Rontowski's annual uh, tarot. Uh, predictions show for 2024 paranormal karen is the podcast if you haven't listened please check it out not just myself but a bunch of other amazing psychics tarot readers astrologers are on there i also was on the curious cat podcast with my dear friend and crow sister jennifer Holtz. so check that out and because i want to know with leslie fear i did i talked about 2024 predictions and dragon energy and a bunch of other fun stuff so all of them are guests previous guests on our show wonderful people take a listen and i also started something called bracket bastard so i was a guest on a, on a podcast say that again what bracket bastards yes <laughs> This is the first time you've told me what it was actually oh. called. So I was a guest on a podcast and I was invited to be, it's basically brackets where they have a topic and you vote for what you prefer and make brackets. And I did movie quotes and there were two, part one and part two that I got to participate in. And it was really fun. The people there Wait, are awesome. you vote and make brackets? Yeah. So like, for what? example, movie quotes. We did a thing on movie quotes. So the first quote that came up was from Super Troopers. The snozberries taste like snozberries. And that went up against another movie quote. And we vote for... So you vote for stuff that's already set. Yeah. These bra- you, the, the way you're explaining, it makes it sound like you're voting and then creating the brackets. Well, we're, we're given quotes. So you're given choose. quotes that are already assigned into it. So mm-hmm. anybody familiar with like college football, basketball, like NCAA tournaments and stuff. You're doing something like that. Yeah. Okay. And we choose what Just with like. movie quotes instead of teams. Yes. And Got it. I was able to help make one of the best movie quotes, the top movie quote. So check it out. It's on YouTube. Um, I think they're on other places, but I know they're on YouTube, Bracket Bastards. And Freddie, who runs it, did an interview with me, which I believe is on Spotify that you can check out and listen to, where he does a bunch of questions with me. And that was really fun. So please take a listen, check it out, enjoy. 
Yeah, Great. so check it out. And as always, if you're interested in hypnotherapy, go to innerstandingshypnosis.com. I actually made and put out some new digital downloads. So if that's something you don't want a one-on-one or you're looking for something a little less costly for you, check out the digital downloads. And if you're interested in tarot readings or organite, go to tarotbymonique.com. And I put out some new dragons and dragon eggs for everyone. I have some new stuff available for Organite. Tremendous. Yeah. How about you? What's been going on with you, my love? Oh, I just want to get into the show. I know What's you do. What's been going on with me? No, Chomping at the bit. Me. Nobody wants to hear about me. Anyway, <laughs> so what we are going to talk about today is uh, we're going to get back into, uh, I'm going to get golden Greek again. We're going to get back into some pro wrestling mm. talk. But it's not really a, a pleasant topic or subject. You now we've done, we did the Chris Benoit thing a, a couple of, uh, it was about a year ago now, whenever it was. Oh, that was maybe two. Okay, well, we've done it. We did it, we did it in the past, whenever it was. Last it year. It doesn't matter. We did it at some point. And we talked about that, and that was obviously a dark time in pro wrestling. But mm-hmm. this one is going to be up there. I, it, I don't, it's not, I, I can't say it's necessarily worse because nobody died that we know of, but it's, it's, it's up there. It's pretty bad. And we previously talked about it. Was it a year or two ago? Episode Vince McMahon is in a pickle. Yeah. Was it? Uh, oh yeah, we did. We talked mm-hmm. about this. Okay. That's right. We, yeah, did. we did. Okay. So this, this is all, it's kind of coming back now. We're revisiting that because some new stuff has come out. And if you've been watching any mainstream news, I know it's been covered there in great detail from things I've seen and, and heard. So very, very interesting uh, allegations that came out recently. Uh, there was a lawsuit filed by a woman who worked for, previously worked for the WWE. And, and anybody that doesn't follow this stuff and doesn't know anything, since the last time we talked about this, the WWE got sold. They were sold to uh, Endeavor, which is a, a company that is owned and run by Ari Emanuel, who was a, I believe he got it came to prominence be as a, a a very prominent Hollywood agent. He was like one of the top Hollywood agents, and he started his own agency and company. And he he was Vince McMahon's agent, and and I'm sure other people in that company. And they uh, WWE was sold to Endeavor Corp, which also owned UFC, and then the UFC and the WWE merged into one company, and they're now trading publicly on the stock market under the name TKO. So they're the TKO group now. So Vince McMahon was a chairman on that on the board for that company, for TKO. He was still pretty much doing the same stuff he was doing before in WWE. And then the allegation, uh, uh, there was an email sent to the board of directors of WWE. This was back in 2022, before the sale. The sale happened in 2023, late 2023. So maybe about four or five months ago. And Vince McMahon stepped down as the figurehead chairman of whatever it was. He he stepped down for a, for a very short time, and then Stephanie McMahon actually came back. Stephanie McMahon she came back right before it. Right, she came back and became the co CEO with the guy that's currently the CEO, Nick Khan, who also came into prominence as a agent, and he was instrumental he i think he started working for wwe in 2019 i believe and he was instrumental in getting them some of their bigger 
TV deals, their TV rights fees. He got them the deal with Peacock. So he's the one that eliminated the WWE network and got them onto Peacock and got them way more money. So he, he was very good for their business as far as the bottom line, making more money and that kind of thing. And so uh, Vince left and then forced himself back in after he was voted out by the board of directors be, uh, unanimously. And that board of directors, I have to mention, Nick Khan was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon, Vince's daughter, was one of those people on the board. And Triple H, Vince McMahon's son-in-law, Stephanie McMahon's husband. And so they unanimously voted him out, but he, being the majority stockholder, forced himself back in. And when he came back, a number of people quit the board of directors at that time, and he brought in his own people to take their place. It's a, it's a bunch of, you know, different machinations that go on with, there's, there's so many political maneuverings and things like that that happen in, in big businesses and corporations like this. And so all this kind of stuff was going on. This in and of itself is very fascinating if you're into that kind of thing. And, and you, and you, but anyway, and so all this stuff was going on and then they sold the company. Now, the reason Vince stepped down back in 2022 is because the board of directors got an anonymous email that detailed some inappropriate business dealings. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate, inappropriate behavior, behavior and uh, inappropriation of company funds that Vince used to pay off a, in the email, they were, uh, it was one woman who had worked for the company and Vince had a alleged relationship with her and paid her basically hush money to keep it quiet. And an NDA. And an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement. So it's a contract between two people and Essentially, the contract is don't say anything about our relationship to anybody. You don't talk about it. I'll pay you this money. Keep your mouth shut. Apparently, this is a very common thing with CEOs, people in prominent positions, people that have money and that that have Power. these type of relationships because most of these high, high-powered people are married and don't want divorces, don't want to go through a divorce because those can be costly. And so these these type of things are pretty frequent and pretty commonplace. So that's what happened. And uh, apparently the NDA came into play in 2021, From if, if I have my timeline correctly. And in 2022, when this anonymous email came through, Vince did not pay what was still owed in this NDA that he had made an agreement with with this woman. Now, the NDA in 2021 was signed and the terms of the agreement were it was a $3 million total payment that Vince was going to make to this woman. He paid her a million dollars up front when the NDA was signed. And then there were going to be uh, payments of a million, I believe it was a million dollars, or it might have been smaller incremental payments that were going to take place uh, a year from that, the date of them signing the agreement. So he, he still owed her $2 million. But when this anonymous email came through, he said, well, I'm not paying her now. It essentially is what happened. And so, which... If and I'm going to comment on that later. That's totally fine. So now, this past week, well, actually two weeks ago now, the WWE makes a big announcement. They just signed a deal with Netflix. They're going to be moving their flagship program, Monday Night Raw, to Netflix starting in January 2025. 
And that same day, they made the announcement that Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is now a member of the board for TKO. And he got a big $30 million of stock, a big signing bonus to be part of the board. And they also gave him the, the rights to his name. So he now owns the name The Rock. So he can license it, merchandise it. He gets all the money from it now. Good for him. Anyway, so that happens. I believe that was on a Monday or Tuesday, two weeks ago. That same week, two days later, it comes, and now Vince McMahon's at the New York Stock Exchange with The Rock, Triple H, all the TKO members, Dana White, Ari Emanuel, a bunch of other people that are part of the companies. And two days later, it comes out there, uh, that he was su- being sued by this woman. Civilly. The, civilly, a civil lawsuit with by this woman who he had the NDA with, and he essentially broke the the terms of the agreement he didn't he by not paying her mm-hmm. when he owed her. And in the civil complaint, again we have to mention this is a civil complaint, and these are allegations. It's alleged a, a bunch of very disturbing things are alleged. We're not going to get into a lot of the specifics. We will put a link in the show notes if you so desire to read the lawsuit. It's about 68, 69 pages long. Yeah. It's, it's it's disturbing. It's pretty detailed. Uh, there's alleged screen caps of text messages that Vince sent to this woman and text conversations and things like that, and uh, uh, details of the impropriety and the debauchery and there are- things that are very disturbing. But again, we have to say there this is. This is a civil suit and it's alleged. Mm-hmm. The, and if you read it, just be warned. Like if you um, are traumatized from sexual abuse, rape, anything like that, you probably don't want to read it. Do yourself the favor. Even people who are have no issues reading it were like, I, I, I can't unsee, unread what came through. A lot of it is very disturbing. So I didn't get through it. Just be forewarned. That yeah, I, I didn't get through it. I, it's I a got, rough read. I got maybe... 40 pages in and I said, I can't do this anymore. It was just, it was upsetting mm-hmm. just because it, again, it, it could be all fabricated. We don't know. This is alleged. And we're going to get into that. We'll get into all too. that stuff, but it's just too much for me. I mean, yeah. some people can handle it. Some people have read this thing over and over again. I, whatever. Everybody's different. I, I personally couldn't, couldn't stomach it for too long. So the main allegations are basically she was in a relationship. She alleges she was in a relationship with Vince McMahon. The woman is Janelle Grant. So Miss Grant basically said that she became in a relationship with Mr. McMahon. And he was paying her, giving her, he ended up giving her a job within the WWE. And what had happened were allegations of sexual abuse, rape, seems like borderline torture, um, and human trafficking. Those are the big things that she's alleging. With that, other people, one person specifically got named. Well, the, the suit is against Vince McMahon, yes. John Laurinaitis, and the WWE. Mm-hmm. Those so are the they people were named. named. There were other people involved who were not named, but you could take a guess as to who they were. It was pretty obvious who some were. There were some that... If you know the inner workings of that company, you could kind of figure out. You can't say definitively who some some people were, but you can kind of guess. But anyway, go ahead. And I'll kind of, I'll let you go from there. 
Okay. So yeah, the allegations. So anyway, this comes out on that Thursday, the following day on Friday, this is the weekend of the WWE's Royal Rumble. So that's one of the big events of the year. It starts the, the road to WrestleMania. It's a big thing. And, and they've, they've been doing really great. If you watch their television show or anything, they've really been doing a, a great job building interest in the Royal Rumble and getting people excited for it. And this happens. And one of the biggest sponsors for WWE, one of their big sponsorship deals, I think their biggest, is with Slim Jim. Mm-hmm. So Slim Jim on Saturday morning, or was it Friday? No, it was Friday evening, excuse me, because the Royal Rumble was Saturday. Yep, it was Friday. So Friday, Slim Jim pulls their advertising. They pull their sponsorship deal with WWE. They say, we can't be associated with this product because of the this lawsuit that came out and these allegations, yada, yada. And of course, you know, it, especially nowadays with cancel culture and things the way they are, it, where one goes, soon others will follow. And so when that announcement came out that they were pulling their sponsorship that Friday evening, Vince McMahon officially resigned, gone, done, no longer part of TKO, no longer w, with WWE, nothing. He's gone. He's And, and he's not coming back. I, I'd be very shocked if he ever came back. But he's gone. He removed himself, and then the following day, Slim Jim comes back, says, okay, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to do business with the group. This guy's gone. Fine. So that's, that's what happened. So Vince is gone now, and he did make a statement saying he's going to vigorously defend himself, that these allegations are false, and et cetera, et cetera. You can read all this stuff. Again, we'll put notes in the, we'll put links in the show notes so you can find all this stuff so you can read and look for yourself. We're just going to be commenting about it and talking about it. So Vince is gone now, and more things keep coming out after the fact. It, it came out at some point last year that the federal government had raided his residence, I believe his condo, and also his office in WWE, I believe. I could not find that story, but I had heard about it, and it's been talked about again recently, people mentioning it on different podcasts and things like that, that the federal government's investigating him. It's out. And then there was a Wall Street Journal piece that just came out this week about it as well, saying that he is absolutely under federal investigation, and it's because of these allegations. So they got his, this, his cell phone was one of the things that was seized and a bunch of other documents and papers and things like that. So he's definitely under investigation. Now, does that mean he's guilty? No, it just means he's under investigation. Vince McMahon, in 1994, was under federal indictment for steroids and trafficking steroids in his company at the time. He beat that rap. He beat the federal government. He's already done it. So it's not surprising that they're now, with these allegations, if there's any weight or, or, or truth to them, it's not surprising that they're going to jump on him again because, you know, the federal government, you beat him one time, you're not going to beat him a second time. <laughs> very, very unlikely. The odds are not in your favor. Right. So that's kind of where we are. Now, the other person that was named in the complaint, John Laurinaitis, mm-hmm. he's, he's been, the, well, not anymore, but he was with the WWE for about 20 years. I think he got his job back in 2001. He started with the company when WCW was bought by Vince. He came in with them, with that regime from, from WCW. He started off as, I think, just a road agent and eventually worked his way up, became head of talent relations. And that's the guy who does the payoffs for the talent, 
signs talent, fires talent, makes those tough phone calls when it's time to release people and let them go and that kind of thing. So that, that's he was in that position for a while, and I believe it was maybe 2010, 2011, right around that time, he was demoted. He was never fired, but he was demoted from that position, and Triple H, Paul Triple H Levesque, took over that spot from Johnny Ace, and by all accounts did fantastic. When he was in that role, he started NXT. He Putting out op- Triple H. Put, he, correct. He, put over, he started the Performance Center in Orlando, all that kind of stuff. So he did a great job. Triple H got demoted again. I want to say it was 2018 Uh, for whatever reason. I don't know what reason Vince gave, but he removed him from that position and put Johnny Ace back in that position. And that's when like everything went downhill. Everything started. Yeah, exactly. NXT wasn't as good. Like (laughs) a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that was, had started to change for the better started to kind of revert back to the old ways. And it was just not interesting. It was very, it was just not good. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You can, you so, can see the difference. Right. So anyway, so Johnny, uh, John Laurinaitis back in that role of head of talent relations until those that anonymous email came in 2022 and he was released immediately at that mm-hmm. point. He was fired. But, the, but uh, up until that point, he'd been with the company doing something. Also, Johnny, John Laurinaitis, I call him Johnny Ace, but John Laurinaitis was mar- is married currently still to the mother of the Bella twins. Bella twins. I forget her first name, but they're married. So he's married. And a lot of these allegations are, are involve him as well. And Vince McMahon allegedly giving this woman to Johnny, John Laurinaitis for his pleasure, for his to do, to have his way with her, if mm-hmm. you will. Very, very disturbing stuff. Now, again, everything alleged. There's no criminal complaint yet. But I can see if there's any weight to these allegations, if there's any truth to them, I can absolutely see criminal proceedings following. Well, not just looking at what Vince McMahon allegedly did, but... The fact that there's a charge for human trafficking, that that was brought up, that becomes a federal issue. And if he used WWE funds without their knowledge, because they're a publicly that's, traded That's company, the other part that came out. This came out after the lawsuit that the WWE, that the board of directors, they knew nothing about any of these hush money payments. And there were several. This was, the, this was not the only NDA he's ever had. He's had several throughout the years, and I want to say that the total amount, somewhere around $17 million worth of NDAs that he's paid out throughout the years mm-hmm. to various women for his alleged improprieties and, and infidelities and things like that. So this is not anything new. He's done this before, and uh, had NDAs, I should say, not the things that are alleged in, in this lawsuit. But there's a there's a pattern here, or there's a history of these type of things, these type of agreements being made and money being paid out. But yeah, it came out that he was using company funds for this, which is a big no-no, especially for a publicly traded company, which the WWE has been since the early 2000s. So that got him in a lot of hot water as well. The fact that he never told anybody from the company 
that he was doing this. Now, he has paid the money back. So that's something that he did do. He did pay the money back to the company. But still, just the fact that he did it alone is like, but the dude, fact, what are you doing? If you rob a bank and you take, let's say, a million dollars, and then years later you end up paying it back, it doesn't matter. You still rob the R- bank. Yeah, right. I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm just saying he did pay the money back. But I'm saying in terms of the, the law, company. they don't I, see it that way. I get it. And again, I don't know what the what laws were broken here. I don't know if there's, I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. I I don't know, but I'm sure that something is came of that. And I'm sure that probably tossed up a lot of uh, red flags with the federal government as well. So that's kind of, and, and I, I, John Laurinaitis has also come out through his attorney denying the allegations against him in this lawsuit, but saying that he also was a victim of Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. So he's essentially throwing Vince under the bus in the wake of this lawsuit. So it's, this is going to get dicey, I think. It could get messy unless it all goes away with a big payout. This could go so many ways. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. is just the different ways that this thing could go. We're going to hypothetically look at it if this is true, if this isn't true, and kind of break down the possibilities. But we're going to keep out some of these details because they're not necessary. You can look for yourself. It's disgusting. It's it's, Yeah, it's just some stuff that's a little, yeah. So there were other people named in the lawsuit. Yeah, we already said that. John Laurinaitis, that's it. No, okay, there were named? other people not named but brought up that we were mentioned, but yeah, they we weren't actually by name. So one was a, what was it, a WWE superstar? There was mention what of- What do you mean, a um, WWE superstar? There was a WWE superstar they claimed was involved in some of these actions. No, WWE referee. Referee, but no. But, they, go ahead. No, there was a, a superstar who everyone assumed- who it was, and that person was taken off of Royal Rumble. Oh, you're talking about Brock Lesnar. Yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious that that's the who way it was written. That's who they're t- well because they said former UFC heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. If you would have said former UFC fighter, that could have been Matt Riddle, three people. Yeah, it could have been, or it could it could have been a number of different people. Yep. Uh, for the timeline here, it could have been Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. It could have been Cain Velasquez. It could have been. Matt Riddle, like you said, or Brock Lesnar. Could have been one of those people. But they said former UFC heavyweight champion. And they brought which up. Which could have been Cain Velasquez or Brock Lesnar. But Cain Velasquez is already gone by this point. Mm-hmm. So the only guy that they that was in contract negotiations at the time was Brock Lesnar. It's mm-hmm. obvious that that's who is being, that, that's who the inference is for. Mm-hmm. And he subsequently was pulled he was scheduled to be in the Royal Rumble this year and was pulled. So that was a big thing. A big shakeup, if you will. Yeah. As we said, mention of a referee. Yeah, but these were all people that were not named. But I'm not, mentioning this. They were not come named up later. But they were yeah, they were they were I can't remember what the referee did, but it was it was it wasn't anything directly to the uh, the woman here, but Vince talked about the, a referee in a text message to the woman mm-hmm. and showing pictures of the woman to this referee. And, and, and that's where s- just ridiculous. Some of the gross. other allegations, like where she allegedly shares text messages. Well, she shares text messages allegedly from Vince McMahon. And he mentions other people. He's talking about this stuff in regards to her, showing her a picture, doing all this stuff. Mentions like, was it? 
producers, the technical team, I think. Uh, Vince said in one of the text messages, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me, but that he showed her videos and her pictures to hundreds of people, according to Vince. Now, whether or not he's just saying this on a text message Mm -hmm. or if he's actually done it, it's crazy. If, If that happened, it's like, well... How, how, I mean, it could have been any one of those people that sent this anonymous email to the the board of directors. (laughs) Somebody could be like, I'm going to play people that he's showing this to. Somebody could be like, I'm going to play along so I don't get in trouble, but this is wrong. And they could have sent the anonymous email. Anybody could have done it. That's, that's the thing about it. But the, the whole thing is, and, and I've heard a lot of people say that. This could have all gone away if Vince just paid the woman the rest of the money that he owed her. She probably she would have never said anything, which is true. She wouldn't have because she got her money. She got her money, and that was the agreement that was made. But he reneged on the contract. The contract was: you pay me three million dollars, I keep my mouth shut, and that's it. You never you never hear about up from me or of me again. And Vince, of course, when this anonymous email comes out about her. Then obviously he's going to say, "Well, I'm not paying. What am I paying her for? Why would I pay her the rest? The, you, the whole NDA, the whole point of the NDA, what he's paying for is her silence. And then if this comes out, obviously she told somebody. Is 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 probably what he was thinking. That's what I would be thinking if I was in that position. Be like, what am I going to give you another two million for? But <laughs> if he's According now in the civil suit where there's text messages where he's talking about this to other people. (laughs) He's alleged, he's texting (laughs) WWE superstar, you know, who everyone thinks is Brock Lesnar, you know, trying to get him involved in this. And he's talking to producers and all these other people. Who's to say somebody wouldn't. People in the office. People in the office. If it's not a well-kept secret and he's the one who couldn't keep his mouth shut then obviously anyone could have sent an anonymous email. Could have been any, now, exactly. Now, here's, here's some twists that I thought of. Well, uh, well, okay, you want to go into your conspiracy theory twists now? Just for the email. Okay. Johnny Ace claims, Johnny Laurinaitis, John Laurinaitis claims that he's a victim of Vince McMahon. That's what he's, that's uh, what uh, he's uh, saying. Through his attorney, that's, that's the saying. statement he made, correct. Now, I'm curious if John Laurinaitis really, if that were true, hypotheticals, if that were true, and if he was the one to send it because maybe he got in over his head and he didn't want to be doing that stuff, he could have sent but he, it. But he got fired because of that. So he fired him, got himself fired is what you're saying? Okay, I'm just saying. Or if it's the WWE superstar because that person, who everyone thinks is Brock Lesnar, he according to these documents, never actually had physical contact with her from what I read. It was stuff was supposed to happen and it everything didn't. alleged over text message. It was all over text. So you that that person right. could have said, This is messed up, going along to get along, playing along with Vince McMahon because he was in a good position and doesn't want to lose where he's at. He could have sent that message he could have sent that anonymous email to the board too so i just want to point out it doesn't necessarily mean it's the person claiming that these things happened right yeah i mean we don't we don't know who it was it could have been anybody but the my point is that's probably why vince didn't pay her the rest of the money because he figured who's sending anonymous emails this should be this she signed an NDA. I'm not going to pay her anymore. 
which I get that, but that's what screwed him because now she's suing him for not paying that money. So Vince screwed Vince. That's the thing that pops in my head. Yeah, it appears that way. Yeah. So that's uh, essentially, again, without getting into the nitty gritty of of this and these allegations, which are pretty grotesque. Yeah. That's that's the story. So now, wh- where could this all go? Well, wh- the, what could happen here? Well, first of all, the NDAs are an issue because that was brought up. So there's suit. there's but yeah, there's been a couple of different. Things that I've seen that I've that I've looked at, that I've listened to, where attorneys, the the attorney for this this woman, is saying that the NDA is non enforceable and and was never enforceable because it details or because it was to cover up criminal acts and sexual and and right like sexual but but criminal. but that but criminal criminal yeah, acts criminal sexual, sexual acts. or not they were criminal acts mm-hmm. and and according to this attorney that you, the NDAs don't cover that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, wasn't there something that president Joe Biden had signed into law yes. in 2021 20, or something? I had read um, president Biden had signed into law, actually something about that with the NDAs. They cannot um, be used to cover up um, sexual criminal activities. Okay. So that's what he signed into. I believe so. That's okay. what I had read. And now, was that retroactive to anything? See, that's the thing. Pre- I didn't see it was retroactive, but okay. if that was signed after that got passed. Anything after that fact, yeah. you, NDA would be mm-hmm. unenforceable. So if that's true, then the NDA that Vince signed with this woman, if these allegations did take place, then the NDA is not enforceable anyway. So, And then there were other things brought up with the NDA that because he used WWE money to pay for it, during that time, and the board was not aware, I also heard that the NDAs cannot be enforced because the people paying it had no knowledge of it. Right, and they're, and WWE's named, uh, the suit is against them as well. They're one of the people named in the suit. So the suit's against Vince, as we said, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and WWE. Now, WWE <laughs> knew nothing about any of this stuff or, or allegedly mm-hmm. knew nothing about these things and do, knew nothing about these payouts or anything, so... Yeah, again, that would also make the NDA null and void if the people that supposedly are are the money's coming from don't know anything about it. So you have that. So that's a that's a thing. Now, any of these NDAs that Vince previously had with with women in the past, I don't know if those are enforceable, if those are I, I don't know how any of that stuff works. But according to this woman's attorney, she's been speaking to some of these people and her office, I think the quote was, has been flooded with phone calls from people who were victims or want to speak out. Mm-hmm. Take that for what you will. That could be anything, mm-hmm. and that could mean anything. Of course, anytime a story like this breaks, you've seen it in the last decade with Donald Trump, with Harvey Weinstein, all these things, Bill Cosby. Anytime this kind of stuff happens, numerous comedians, actors, all, all, all this kind of stuff it, anytime an allegation like this happens, you're going to have other people that come out of the woodwork. Now, some are going to be perhaps legitimate, and you're going to have a lot that are not legitimate. Mm-hmm. They're, you're going to have a lot of people looking for their 15 minutes, looking to make some easy money from a, a hush money payout or something. 
So that's why this is one of those things where you got to be very careful what you say and what you believe because we don't know if it's true or not. And we mentioned it seems like there's a pattern with Vincent McMahon because wasn't it back in the 80s a female referee Rita Chatterley I believe came out Chatterton Chatterton thank you came out and claimed that she was raped by Vince McMahon and was it that too much time had passed from when she came out and said something about it so the statute of limitations had run out the criminal statute of limitations had run out and I just By the want- time she went public with it, I believe. But I know that there, there's been a number of guys that she told who came out and said that they knew that they were told about it right after it happened. People that she was kind of friends with in the company, different wrestlers and, and mm-hmm. people like that. So it's, it's a story that had been out there for a while. Well, I mean, since the 80s, the, when it allegedly happened. And what makes it difficult is anytime somebody is a victim of sexual assault, sexual violence, rape, it is very difficult to come forward. A lot of people struggle with what to do because they might be in a position where they, even though they're the victim, think they can have it turned around and made to look like their fault. I mean, how many women, remember, like for the longest time, oh, if you get raped, you know, what were you wearing? That was actually something women would get accused of. Well, what were you wearing? Like, it's the woman's fault. So it is very difficult, and it can take time for somebody to get to the point of saying, hey, this happened to me, because it's not a comfortable thing to discuss with other people. And they're violated in so many ways, physically, mentally, emotionally. So when somebody says, well, they didn't come out right away, you also have to stop and look at it from their side of how difficult it is just to say something at all. Not everyone is going to say, hey, you wronged me and I'm going to the police and I'm going to do something about it. Yeah, it's especially, a traumatizing experience. Yes, sure. especially if it's somebody you work with who's your boss. Now, I'm going to lose my job. What am I going to do? There's so many different factors involved that can mess with your mind about coming out and speaking out. So just in case anyone's thinking, well, yeah, well, if you waited that long, what do you expect? Well, it can take a long time for people to get the courage to speak out. Sure. And and that whole thing, that whole th- that's a big, I mean, we could do a show just on that alone. I'm not going to get into the specifics of that really, but... Yeah, that happened. Uh, so you're talking about the pattern of, of his behavior. Mm-hmm. There was a, I believe an interview he did in, I want to say it was 2001. It might have been a little sooner, but right around that time, he did an interview with Playboy magazine talking about how many times he'd been unfaithful to his wife. So he like admitted it on in like a national <laughs> publication talking about the infidelities w- against his wife and I think he expressed regret in that interview for doing it and didn't realize how much damage it would cause and all this. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen if you cheat on your wife? She finds out about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But anyway, uh, so there he has that, obviously that pattern there. There, I mean, I have, being in wrestling, I had heard rumors forever about things that went on there in that company from the top down. But again, they're just rumors, and you you know you hear rumors about a lot of people that are they're just that they're rumors. I'm sure there were rumors about me when I was in wrestling too that were probably unfounded. I'm sure you know what I mean. There's the, a rumor is a rumor. There's always going to be hearsay. There's always going to be people 
taking shots at people that are ahead of them or that are in positions of power because they maybe feel wronged by that person for whatever reason, especially in a business like in the entertainment business, I would say not just pro wrestling, but somebody that you feel maybe is not giving you an opportunity or a chance to be as great as you think you are or know you are or whatever, you know? So you have to kind of take a lot of that stuff with a grain of salt, but with uh, knowledge now, knowing that there were previous NDAs that Vince had with other talent, female talent, there was an NDA with a, apparently he, he had accusations of inappropriate conduct with a masseuse, I believe in Florida in the mid two thousands that nothing came of that either, but it now is alleged that there was an NDA with that particular woman. So it makes there's a question. pattern here. Like there's something. And, and was it just consensual sex or were there other things going on? Like Miss Grant is claiming happened where there was, you know, rape, possible trafficking, things like that, where he just bought his way into their silence and, and used them. Also, another thing that was really disturbing with these allegations, if they are true, was you could see a pattern of grooming happening where you take somebody who's vulnerable and you use them and you manipulate them into doing what you want and it's, you get- It was textbook grooming. Textbook grooming. Yeah. And, and that also made it difficult to read because- I mean, anyone with two brain cells can look at what was alleged and say, if this were true, then there's some... Like you could see how it would happen if it was true, because the way that this lawsuit is detailed and, and outlined, it's in a chronological fashion mm -hmm. from the time sh this woman meets Vince to the where we are now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty chronological. And I mean, you can see there's a pattern in, in what is the alleged and the behavior that's alleged. But again, that's if it's true. We don't that, know. Again, if that, I'm saying, know, but if it is true, because a lot of people were saying, oh, she's just mad she didn't get her payday. It was all consensual, things like that. But what they don't realize is well, that- Well, of course people are going to say that because the, the quote unquote relationship lasted for as long as it did. Mm -hmm. I think they, they were, this was going on for years. But so, when somebody is groomed- they they know they're being abused, but a lot of times they don't know how to get out of it. They talk themselves out of leaving those relationships. It it basically becomes a you become dependent upon that person. And if that's a situation, I looked, I read everything and I thought, if this is true, it makes sense from the beginning where the victim is allegedly groomed. And, you know, she's seeing the text conversations and the things that happened where she alleges that Vince didn't like what her doctor was saying about her health because she was so um, psychologically and physically overwhelmed by everything going on. And that's me trying to put it delicately that he then switched her doctor. You well, see yeah, my doctor. That's, yeah, that's that's another thing that's kind of there troubling. was another if, if doctor. True, yeah, her she was she was going to a doctor and and Vince allegedly said, "Ah, don't go to him, go to my doctor." Mm -hmm. And then also somewhere in there, uh, when it was time for the NDA, when all that stuff came about, he said allegedly he told this this woman to go to her, go to her doctor, who was the guy that mm -hmm. Vince set her up with, to find an attorney. To 
be her attorney for the and to help her out with the NDA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's kind of weird. But again, if that's, that's all. If that's, that's all what happened, manipulation. You know? That's all controlling. It, it's part of the like you groom them so you can do this kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. if it is true, that's what it All like. the pieces fit for that type of behavior on Vince's part and on the victim's part. It's if this is if this is all fabricated. If mm-hmm. this is all. This woman is mad that she didn't get her money. This is all, everything was consensual. All this stuff has been sensationalized in this lawsuit. If that's what happened, good job. She did a great job yeah. fabricating this and and having those text messages and things like that. It's like making it seem believable. Making yeah, exactly. Everything just seems vi- like when we say textbook, it's like you look at this and go, well, yeah, obviously this is. If this is true, this you can see where she because you know that's going to be the big defense. If this, I don't think it's going to go to trial because that's the other thing. She has requested a jury trial, mm-hmm. not like a, a judge. She wants a jury trial. So she wants twelve people up there to to listen to everything and make a decision. Which I hate to say it, but it, especially a story like this where it's gotten so much publicity, it's going to be tough to find an impartial jury that hasn't looked at this or heard something about it. So if this went to trial... Okay, now I, I want to That doesn't look good that. for Vince. If this goes to trial, let's look at the possibilities of what could happen. If this goes to trial, names are going to be named. Because right, they're not going to say... No, oh, not even... Not even uh, I mean, even if they just get to the discovery depositions, phase. Depositions, yeah. Deposition and, and, and those kind of things. Names are going to be named. You're going to have to, yeah, of course. Like everyone. And so I look at it like if it's all true, well, John Laurinaitis, I'm the victim. I'm a victim too here. Um, that's probably him covering his ass. You know, one, one could argue. Oh, yeah. He, he threw Vince out of the bus. Totally. Now, <laughs> if, if everything is true and this is going to court, if I were the victim here... I would not settle because I'd want the deposition. I would want it to go to trial because to me, it wouldn't be about winning. It would be about exposing the corruption and the sickness that, you know, the person who did that to me has and the people involved with it. You know, I'd be like, I'm, I'm taking everyone down. That's how I would feel. So I, I do think that if Miss Grant settles, that could say a lot about was it was there much to it? I don't know. I mean, you can argue either way. She might can argue either way though. She could just want to be done with it because it's so mentally exhausting. She and could. Draining. She so could have she could agreed settle. to three million, and this could end up. She might end up getting a twenty million dollar yeah. payday. You think she's going to say, "Oh no, I want this to go to trial." Yeah. If but, she was originally going to get three, now she's going to get 20. Again, this is hypothetical. Know, but Come because on. you could argue she's mentally exhausted and drained from all of this. Um, this is a person who wasn't in the public eye who now is. So I, I could see somebody just not wanting to deal with it anymore and just saying, fine, settle. But I also look at it like if this, all this stuff really happened and then there are more people coming forward, you want to see those people crash and burn. And you who, want what people crash and burn? The people who did that to people you. People who came forward or the people that did it to you? No, the okay. people, who, that's what I'm saying. The people who yeah, did pronouns, it to you. Pronouns, pronouns. You're using a lot of pronouns. Got to be clear on who you're talking about. You want to see... As a victim, the people who caused harm to you, you want to see them crash and yes. burn. Yeah. But if if it did go to trial, though, you know that's going to be the defense. Well, if this was, if you were so troubled, if this was so abusive, why'd you stick around for so long? But you can easily claim. You know what I mean? I was groomed. It, well, you, know, you, you could can say that, but that's going to come and testify. Sure. But that's going to be the, that's going to be the defense. And honestly, that was the question I was asking. I was like, well, why'd you put up with this for so long? At the first hint. 
at the first sign of anything, why didn't you walk away? Because it's not that easy. Uh, okay, I'm I'm telling you what I was thinking. I'm not yeah. saying this didn't happen and that this woman didn't go through trauma. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you my initial reaction, and I think it's a fair question. And that's why we're talking. And for about people it. who are uneducated to abuse and these kind of things, who I mean, this isn't this isn't in my everyday thought process. I don't come across this stuff. I don't deal with this kind of stuff. I've never been involved in anything like this. So I don't know about this kind of behavior and what people go through. So to me, I thought that was a fair question. Why'd you stick around? Why don't you mm-hmm. just get the hell out of there? But once you read, the you, you can you see, yeah, when you continue on, but the, but that's one of the first things I thought when it was like, why didn't you just get out of there? And, and I'm sure a lot of people ask that question. And that's not to attack a victim. That's just asking a question. Yeah. And it's fair to do that. No, and that's going to be, if this goes to trial, you know that's going to be the defense. That woman's going to get attacked. Yeah, but all they have to do, they can get experts in to talk about the You can get an expert to do anything. And, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. They, they could play it that way. Again, and we're talking about hypotheticals, keep in mind. Yeah, because this it, is brand new. I don't, again, I would be shocked if this went to trial. Be shocked. Mm-hmm. Shocked. But now, if it does, let's say go to trial, and it turns out that it's all fabricated, then you've had these people's names dragged through the mud. The the the, the people themselves. Yeah, their families, the, the, company, the company, the families of the, of yeah. these people that supposedly did these things. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of damage. That's why I you can't rule out that it it could be false mm-hmm. you can't rule out that it could be maybe some of the things occurred but maybe not to the extent mm-hmm. or the the detail that is being provided in this lawsuit and alleged in the lawsuit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you just don't know and you just don't know the it's worst very... the worst part of that though is if it's fabricated you ruin credibility for real right. victims yeah. because like I said before, it's so hard to speak out. And when you do, you're always going to have people not believe you. And we saw it with all the me too stuff where, you know, somebody speaks out and then every, like we said before, you know, everyone jumps on if they get 15 minutes of fame. There's so many people who just live in this victim mentality and they just want to be, you know, famous for being a victim or they want the sympathy or whatever it is. But when you do that, the people who really were victimized, the people who really were harmed, you take away their voice by doing that. And that is, to me, the most vile and disgusting thing that could be done yeah. in situations like this. Agreed. The, these kind of things, you, you you are not only ruining the lives of the people you are accusing of things if they did not really do them, but you are also making it more difficult for when actual legitimate real situations occur, Mm -hmm. you're making it more difficult for those victims to be believed and for those perpetrators to be brought to justice. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the part that really, that's why I, if this is, if this is all fabricated, then it's just not good. It's just not good. I mean, and I, I, the only personal, uh, experience I guess you could say I've had with anything like this somebody close to me when I was a lot younger was accused of of rape and obviously it was fabricated it was obvious it was made up and it was and the per the accuser admitted to making it up later because they were upset that this person didn't want to date them anymore and it was a big thing but I that and that was just somebody that was very close to me who I'm not going to name or anything but that's the only 
experience I had with it. I just saw how much it troubled this person. And it was troubling to me because I knew obviously I knew I knew the person didn't do it just because I, I was very close with them and, and I knew that, that this, it's not them. They wouldn't do that. And so that's the only experience I have with it. But I have seen the damage on a very small level that an accusation like that can cause. And th- like I said, thankfully, nothing came of it because the accuser admitted to lying and fabricating the whole thing. But still, it's like that's all it takes is just somebody saying something mm-hmm. and it, true or not, it can damage somebody for good. It, you can cause irreparable damage and harm to somebody's reputation by making an accusation like that. Yeah. And it's become, you know, it, it's no longer innocent until proven guilty. No, that, it hasn't been like it's that. You, for like decades. you have to, it's not, and it's innocent until proven guilty. Not you need to prove your innocence. They need to prove that you actually did those things. So I'm very curious to see if the proof will come out. Now, she had screenshots of text messages, and obviously there's ways to authenticate that. I don't know if that's being done, if it's been done, if that was done and that's why they put it in the claim. I'm not sure. And that's the other thing to keep in mind. We don't know all the facts. We are being fed bits of information. We see what was written in the claim, filed, and we see what comes out after, what statements are made, but we really don't know. Nobody the knows truth. except for the people involved. Exactly. We're only given the information. So we can get hypothetical with things, but we really can't say this is this and that is that because that would just be irresponsible. Now, the the big thing is the re- the repercussions that this could have mm-hmm. to the WWE. What's going to happen to people maybe what what should happen i guess this this is kind of now we can have this discussion because if all all this comes out i mean it doesn't matter right now if the forget take the lawsuit off the table right now forget it forget whether it's true or not but just what is going to happen now to people who were involved with allegations uh, there's people that are saying that the the head of the whole company TKO uh, Ari Emanuel that he's going to clean house mm-hmm. and just anybody that was associated with Vince McMahon in the past is going to be and, given the boot. And I don't think that's necessarily fair to do that because you can work with somebody who is a total dick, but if they're above you, they're your boss. Like you still have to work with them and in a way put up with them. And, and especially that type of position where these people, it's not like they have 40 hours where they go in for the day, come home. Like, writers, producers, these people, a lot of them are constantly working and working with each other. So sure, yeah, it's not always that easy. So to punish somebody just because they happen to be working for somebody at that time or they knew the person at that time, that's not really fair. I think they really need to look at who's doing what. But I think if anyone was involved, if this was all true and they were involved, they would leave. If you're smart, pack your shit and go. There was- That's my opinion. It, it was uh, right right at the turn of the of the year, right at the new year. Kevin Dunn, who was a long time, he was like the, the director and producer of WWE. He was like the head head of TV and, and all that. So he was like Vince's number two. He was like the, o- the only guy in the company that had uh, any uh, power that, we, that people would consider equal to Vince because he had say-so over the, the production of the show. 
he left the company and he was a longtime Vince ally. I can't remember when he got hired, but he'd been with the company since say the late seventies. He'd been with Vince from the beginning. So he's gone. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of people were theorizing that he'd be gone regardless of whether this lawsuit came or not, because he wasn't really uh, triple H and he didn't really get along allegedly. So that's that's another name that's come up quite a bit. After the Royal Rumble, the uh, after a lot of the big events, the WWE will have a press, a, conference. a press conference. Now, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't watch a lot of sports or press conferences that happen after sporting events, but I know that there the reporters that go and cover those events are ask real questions. The ones that have been asked at some of these post WWE events are just they're just fluff it's, questions. Yeah, I was say it's fluff. so like. They don't ask anything that anybody really wants to know answers to, so it was that it was kind of one of those I stayed up late and I and I watched it to see is anybody going to ask about this Vince stuff because it just happened two days ago the guy just resigned yesterday, are you gonna is somebody going to ask about it and of course the first couple questions nobody asks anything I'm just like it's gonna be another one of those fluff things hopefully when Triple H comes out somebody asks him and. They did finally. Well, first asked, Cody Rhodes was somebody, asked. Yes, somebody asked Cody Rhodes a question. He handled it very well. Mm-hmm. He was very well spoken. And what do you? I mean, again, what are you going to say if you're one of the talent? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say? What can you say? Is there's no defense of it if it's true, and if it's not true, you're going to be damned if you defend the guy because, again, in the court of public opinion, he's already guilty. He's his his reputation is done. He's not coming back now after this. No way. He'll never be looked at the same again. Even if he's vindicated and completely cleared, he'll never be looked at the same again. the The stink is on him now, and it's gonna. He's, he can't get that off. It's gonna. I I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's gonna be very tough. But so Triple H, then he was part of the press conference, and it was brought up. You know. One of the questions is, what are you going to do to make sure, and I'm paraphrasing, this doesn't happen to other people? And he gave the, like, everything. Which, everything everything possible. Yeah. Which, what are you going to say? What else? Yeah. How else are you going to answer that? I could see, I, I went on, on a couple of the different, so uh, I went on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, and saw what a lot of people were attacking him for that. And it's like, what's the guy going to say? Fact. What do you want? <laughs> like... It, it was if if this is true, it was Vince. It was the boss. But now what, people what, are what? alleging that Triple H. Oh, he you know he's known Vince for so long, and he's been part of the company. He's had to know about it. He had to be in on it. People allege this stuff, and again, you don't know the details. You don't know the situation. Right. So I look at it like, is it possible? Sure, anything's possible. But also, how messed up is it if your father in law, like you're working for the company for your father in law, you're married to the the CEO's daughter, the man who basically really built the business and then you hear about stuff even if it's just murmurs of things how awkward is that and how do you handle that what do you do because the most righteous person will say well you stand up and you call them out and you put a stop to it yeah right well you could argue not to cut you off there but when he had the opportunity as a member of the Mm -hmm. board he voted to keep Vince away. But that's the thing. Sometimes so you have did. to play smart. You have to be right. clever like a fl- like a fox or crazy like a fox to, you know, figure out how do we get the upper hand in this situation. 
it's always so much easier to say you should have done this or, you know, or why didn't you do this? But when you're actually in these positions, I don't know what I'd do. You yeah, know, I'd like to think I'd be of, righteous and stand up, but like, but who knows how quickly I could be silenced. Right. There's you, a lot of moving parts here yeah. that people don't take into account and people just say, we well, should have done this. Okay. Let's well, see you be rem- in that position. Remember, it, it's, it's first off, it's the guy who, if, if, if you're in Triple H's shoes, Vince McMahon is your mentor, basically. Mm-hmm. He gave you your your first big push in wrestling. He gave you your first big contract. He allowed you to basically learn the business and learn how the business operates. He promoted you through the business. You married his daughter. Mm-hmm. So you're in the family now. You're part of the family. You, you know, he has grand, he has not grand, not Triple H, but he has, Triple H has children. They're Vince's grandkids. So it's like, there's a lot of moving parts here yeah. that people don't take into account now. But also, if, I could also see if, if that were the case, Vince McMahon not wanting them to know and course, trying right. to keep it from sure. them. Yeah, you don't want the, your family to find this stuff out if it's true. Hence the NDA, right? And I'm just trying to look at it from all different angles because I think it's really important you look at the different perspectives of people and, like, we, we really don't know. And yeah. But there's so, so much accusation being flown around and I just think, man, this is, it's getting so ugly so fast. But I, I do have to say, and I don't mean to come off insensitive, but some of the posts on social media about this with like the memes being made and the gifts being used, it's hilarious. The stuff like somebody had a, a post um, about like, oh, Vince McMahon, it's like the next person in AEW and, and like jokes like that, that. For those that don't know, AEW is a rival professional wrestling group in America. Thank you. But it's just, there is some funny stuff people are posting on the internet. It It, it is amusing. They do that for everything. I know, I know. And it's like, this is awful though, because there's, you know, if there really are these victims, if this person is a victim and other people are a victim, we shouldn't be laughing at that. But maybe it's just a way of finding the humor. No, I think that, I think comedy should not be censored. It shouldn't. No, I agree. And I think that's why stand-up comedy has suffered so much. I mean, that's a, that's another show. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, the people... Freedom of speech, everybody. Like, you know, it's that doesn't mean you have to agree with what's said, but no. to, to censor it or whatever, to be mad that people are having fun. What are you going to do? It is what it is. But no, I back to back to the Triple H thing. If Did he know stuff was... I'm sure he did. I'm sure he knew. I Maybe the extent of what he knew is, is what's in question. But again, are you going to penalize this person for... What what was he supposed to do if he knew there was, we'll just say infidelity. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? It's his father-in-law and his boss. I mean, what now, what's he supposed to do? Now, I, I, I don't know what I'd do in that situation. One thing that, you know, I thought of a question is talent relations. So he was in charge of talent relations for a while. Yes. And in this claim by Miss Grant, she alleged that Vince used her as a bargaining chip for right. wrestlers contracts you know passing her around like the town bicycle supposedly allegedly. allegedly and then i think well if that was true was that happening like one could she uh, doesn't know the time frame she's alleging that was not Triple when he was charged was not in charge but the point is somebody could look at that and they could question well was he doing that with other women 
when Triple H was head of talent relations and did he know about it? So I think that's a reasonable question to have. You can ask those questions, but I can tell you just from people that I know and people that I've spoken to, things that I've heard, I've never heard anything like that about Triple H. I've always heard positive things and the talent that when he was in charge, talent loved working for him. Talent loved dealing with him. Mm -hmm. So were there improprieties? Did things happen? Maybe. I don't know because I wasn't there. I have no idea. I just know that his reputation for the most part is is very good. He's got a very good reputation and people want to work for him and it's enjoy working for him. cleaner than Vince's. Right. Now, again, I'm not him. I don't know him. I've Any dealing I had with him was very brief and it was many years ago. I don't know if the, what the... I have no idea. I don't know. We I don't mean, know. I would say that I'm like, oh, I like Triple H. I, you know, I, I don't want any of that to be true. Like, And that's the thing. Like some of the stuff you're like, I hope it's not true. And you also hope it's not true because like you don't want that stuff to really have happened to somebody. Right. That's the thing. Now, if if any of the, I mean, if any of this stuff that's alleged in this lawsuit happened, anybody that's responsible should absolutely pay. Yeah. I'm not saying money wise. I'm saying they should. There, it, there was criminal stuff that's alleged here. Mm -hmm. So if that did happen, I think whoever they are, whatever their reputation, whatever their name, their popularity, their standing in the company, whatever, they should be. They should be forced to pay for that. Nobody mm -hmm. should get away with that kind of stuff if it did happen. Agreed. Now, one thing to keep in mind: I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but Vince is still legally married to Linda McMahon. Yes, and didn't her name come up in the suit as well? Only because the reason for the NDA allegedly is because she found out about this affair, relationship, whatever you want to call it, with this with this woman. And that was the, the reason that Vince gave to her about having to leave the company from her position, which was very ambiguous. It was never really def clearly defined. Like she had a title, but what her actual job was, it was very, wasn't clearly defined because I don't think she knew well, what her she, actual job she was. She had commented in the suit how, I think it was part of the legal team and how she never had any work. She felt awkward because she had nothing to do and um, she couldn't even look busy. But then there were talks about making her, some kind of vice president, like giving her Something, these like yeah. high positions. But then he had to go back on it because he, there were, it was mentioned about the layoffs that happened. People were getting furloughed during the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how he's like allegedly saying, I'll keep you safe. She kept her job, but people who worked there much longer than her were let go. Who were considered very important. Yeah. People in the company were let go. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the only time I again, I didn't read the entire thing. I had to stop. But yeah, that's what I, I want to say. I, I don't know what page or whatever, but that's I did see that that Linda yep. found said, out about the it. affair end it and the relationship, whatever. Now, what did Linda know? I, I don't know if she knew all the things alleged, but she knew there had there the, was something that there was something going on. So if she knew, then you would think that obviously she's going to tell her daughter. Who's got to tell her husband? So in that roundabout way, you could say, well, Triple H knew there was some kind of a relationship going on. But again, Vince and Linda have been separated for many years. So they haven't been like, I don't think they've lived together for a long time, but they're not, they never divorced. Now I was thinking, 
will they get divorced now? Will she leave him now because of this lawsuit and these allegations? What do you think? I don't think so. If she hasn't left him yet, I mean, they're, they're obviously hanging on for some reason. And now Linda Pinkman is not a dumb person. She is no. very smart. And I'm sure if she's sticking around, it's for a good reason. You can look at the money, right? Right. Yeah. I think Vince's net worth is something like $3 billion with a B dollars. So he's he's got money. Mm-hmm. Now, if they get divorced. If they get divorced, he would lose half of it, right? At least. But I, I think that the reason that, yeah, I mean, you would think that the reason they've stayed married is just because it would be so messy if they did ever split up. And I know from what from a couple of takes that I'd heard from different people, uh, actually a couple of lawyers, the reason that they maybe stayed together before this, before all, all this recent stuff is because of the way the company was structured and the way that Melinda had a certain amount of stock, Vince had a certain amount, all that kind of stuff. It would be very difficult to divvy that up, having ownership in a company as large as WWE was. So Mm. it's kind of maybe one of those things where they just stayed together because it's just easier to. But what would happen if something happened to Vince McMahon? Well, we mean something like like he's no longer with us kind of something. If, well, Linda being his wife would get, get everything. everything. She'd get everything. So that's, that's at when the, the thing first broke, I, my, my emotional brain took over and I said, oh, she's going to divorce him now. She has to for this kind of thing. If this is true, she's definitely going to leave him. And then I waited a bit and I thought about it. I'm like, well, you know what? Actually, probably if she hasn't left him yet, probably there's a well, reason there's why. There's a reason. And especially where he's, I think he's 78 years old now. Mm-hmm. He's he's older. I mean, he's got great genetics because, I mean, his mother is still alive and she's, uh, I want to say she's 99 or or may, she might even be 100 now. I'm not sure. But she's still alive. So he's got some, he's got gen- gen- some genetics yeah. stuff going for him. You know, the guy is famously has lives on like two or three hours of sleep a night. Is, is always working out. I mean, the guy looks in great shape for his age, body-wise. He's kept himself in shape. I don't know. I wouldn't you know, be shocked. Is he going to be around for another 20, 30 years? And I wouldn't Who be knows? shocked if Linda McMahon is in the back, you know, with a voodoo doll of him, you know, just... Yeah, right. Like, when he, what, oh, what, was it a... The, which Royal Rumble where he walks in and, like, he tore both yeah, of his tore his... It was 2005 or 2006. Like, he, I wouldn't be shocked if that yeah. was her with a voodoo doll in the back, like, fuck him, you know? <laughs> Putting the pins yeah, in. Right. But I also think that, you know, I, it popped in my head. What if she sent the anonymous email she found out about Oh, jeez, you imagine? Could you imagine? Uh, well, well, we know she knew about mm-hmm. it, obviously. But again. According he, to the, the lawsuit, she's the reason that the NDA came about. So just kind of going back to the beginning where you would think, oh, well, she didn't, you know, you'd think, oh, she said something. Miss Grant said something and told people, but so many other people so, seem to have known. Yeah. If you, if you believe the things that are in this Allegedly, lawsuit, yeah. if, if any of these allegations are true, it's right in the lawsuit that Vince supposedly was telling everybody mm-hmm. and showing people pictures and all the, and saying things to everybody, <laughs> anybody that would listen to him. So it's like, it could have come from anybody. So for him to, if if all this is true, for him to just assume that it came from her or someone that she told, it's kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. That's not that's not very bright on his part to make that assumption if he was going around and telling all these people. Yeah, but again, 
it shows what head he's thinking with. If it's true. If it's true, yeah. So who knows? But, but I would think Vince McMahon is smarter than that. But if what it's what these allegations he, are true, he, it shows there is an issue. He seems to struggle. He wants power and control, and he it's uses a power people for that. Pro- if it's true, he probably thought he he would never get caught. Think of like thought American he was Psycho, where like you know what I mean. You kind of just start breaking down. You're so freaking crazy, and it just. You start unraveling, you know. Is uh, this okay. the, what, <laughs> you no. comparing this to American Psycho? I don't think he killed anybody. I, no, I don't I'm think. saying psychologically, you start to break down. Uh, um, I don't know. You can unravel. I don't know. They say absolute point. power corrupts absolutely, and that guy had a lot of power. And mm. every, you think about it, anybody that worked for him was you hear just just wrestlers. Never mind people that worked in the office and production and all that stuff, but just the wrestlers. If you listen to 99% of the wrestlers that have talked about working for him, it was oh, it's always they were always looking for his approval. Always got to get Vince's approval. Vince he's the head guy. He was in, he had his hands in everything. Everything. So, think about from those people that worked with him all those years, working and busting their tail for this guy, breaking their bodies literally. Mm-hmm missing time with their families and all the sacrifices that people in, in the pro wrestling business make, they were doing it for a guy who these allegations have come out against. Like what kind of a mind trip must mm. that be? Right. How, what, how bad would that mess with your head? If, if you were one of those people that was you always look constantly looking up to him, so many people have said that he was like a father figure to mm-hmm. them. Now Vince himself has come out in in, in interviews and said, "I have a son." Oh, yeah. I, the I, ultimate I, warrior. I, yeah, and it, like, but Vince has said, I, "I don't know why people say that about me. I, I have a son." But like, in other words, like, f these guys mm-hmm. who looked up to me as a father figure. Like, that's their problem, not you, mine. You can look at that of <laughs> but, one of two ways. You can say he he did that on purpose because it's power. He wants sure. people to look at him like to be the dad they never had. He, he ran wants that, that power yep. and that control. Or you could look at it like the, the people who come into the business, they lack that. So they find him in a position of power and they right. latch on. And he's just being realistic. He's like, I'm not going to be a dick to him, but I'm not their dad. So you can look at it on both sides to how it could make sense that people say, he was like a father. He was my mentor. Well, he could that could be you creating that in your own mind right. with him not really doing anything other than what he feels is his job and being a good person or you could say no he groomed you to think that way he knew your background he knew your your situation and he took advantage of that so it's very easy to look at both sides of that uh, yeah absolutely so but but that's the other part of this that you have to think of like all these people that worked for him for all these years worked closely with him whatever like how if this stuff comes out and it's true even just reading the allegations Mm. true or not just reading this about this man you got to be just questioning like what the hell did i just do all this for in my life for this this person if this stuff is true what the hell was i doing all these years you know it's it's gotta it's that's gonna be a tough spot it'd be a tough spot and not just that but like stuff in these allegations i don't want to get into it but the way other wrestlers were brought up, it's, and, and then to be somebody like that who you're just wrestling and now, you know, your name gets brought into this because of him. 
or, you know, he wants to role play as certain people are using certain things, pretending they're certain wrestlers. It, Sorry, we're going to get into things. I'm, maybe, I'm not maybe. getting the details, but imagine being that wrestler and thinking, that's so messed up. Why am I getting dragged into this? And why am I in his head? Nobody else was named. So you, these, you can only speculate. Based who, off the information. You can only speculate. <laughs> yes. But what, if it seems like it's you, you think, is he talking about me? Like, that's going to have a mind trip on people. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a, a lot of messed up stuff that, that yeah. a lot of weird repercussions that could come from this. Like, do you think Stephanie McMahon will ever come back? Do you think, I mean, this is the first time in like, geez. Ever? Ever for for the WWE or the this iteration of the company before it was WWF, then it was WWF, then it was Capital Sports. Be, this is the first time that McMahon has not been involved. Mm-hmm. Ever uh, of any kind, because Triple H is not a McMahon. He married a McMahon, but he's not a McMahon. So it's like Shane left a couple years ago, and before that, he'd been gone for a really long time. So I, it makes you wonder, like, did Shane kind of know some stuff? I was like, exactly. I gotta get out of here. Like, did who they knows? start realizing some of this stuff, and they were like, we don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, and, and by all accounts, everything anything I ever heard about Shane, and again heard i don't know the man personally met him once seemed nice enough for the brief interaction but all all i've ever heard is he's a family man so if that's true well where'd he get that from (laughs) you know what i I mean like if Vince is this depraved person then one could argue they they broke a cycle (laughs) yeah and they didn't want to become yeah you know the the ugly monster that you could, if that if if these allegations are true, yeah. But uh, another thing that just popped in my head, one could argue with Stephanie gone, Shane gone, Triple H is still there, and you could say if they didn't know about this, why would he stick around? But one could also argue maybe he stuck around to try to protect the people there who could be victims. You know what I mean? Like he worked with a eh, lot of talent maybe, in NXT, young women. You, he he had a lot. He invested a lot of his time mm-hmm. in trying to change the culture of that company because when he started NXT and he started the performance center and everything people that was like the place to be people didn't want to leave there mm-hmm. they it, going up to the main roster oh. was like why even though you're making more money people were like ah, I kind of want to stay at NXT because I'm having so much fun and it's and it's he treated well and all that stuff and that was all Triple H mm-hmm. and those people as they start to get called up to the main roster and everything. And then that culture was starting to change a little bit up there. I think maybe I'm I'm theorizing here and just totally speculating, but I could, that could be why Vince demoted triple H. He didn't like that. This was becoming more of a, instead of a, it's always been referred to as a shark tank atmosphere up there in on the main roster among the talent mm-hmm. it became more of a team oriented atmosphere where people were looking out for each other and wanting to help each other yeah. out instead of trying to stab each other in the back which is what Vince loved exactly and that's the thing if you look at it that's what people like that who like to manipulate others right they want that frenzy with blood in the water that's how they want people to act because they control it you create chaos so that way you can work on controlling yeah, it. Yeah, he was the you puppet master the, pulling the strings. Yeah, you create yep. the problem so you can have the solution. And one could argue if Triple H saw that, like he's like, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start a foundation. So by the time they get up there, it's not going to fly. He could be trying to break that cycle. 
Yeah, you could argue that. I mean, we don't know if that's no. What was going I'm just on saying or not, one but, could argue that could be another possibility. But I mean, it, you can definitely say though that he was starting the groundwork mm-hmm. for change, like a positive change in the way business was done. And the, the product way, was great. Everything he was doing. Everything he was touching was good. Yeah. That NXT show was more exciting than WWE I for know. a time. Then when he got demoted oh, it was and awful. they rebranded it and they took all Triple H's people out and they rebranded it like it was an NXT 2.0 yeah. or whatever they called it. I it was, went down the crapper. It like was it was so just awful. And then and then Triple H had that it was a heart attack, right? Yeah. And a, and a heart issue. Heart attack. It was a heart attack. But he was gone for a while because obviously he had to heal and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you, you never know like what causes those kind of things to happen. But he was obviously in a, in a stressful environment, mm-hmm. so that can't be good for you. But he came back to it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's one of those like is, is that why Vince demoted him and got rid of him in that position and everything because he didn't like what was happening? I would say probably because it was completely opposite of what Vince was fostering in the environment that he wanted in mm-hmm. his locker room and, in, and in, with his talent. Yeah, absolutely. So it's very, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's very, very... It, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And I think for anyone listening, for anyone who is following this stuff, it's just so important to keep an open mind and remember that... These are allegations. We don't know if it's true. It's a um, civil lawsuit. It's, it's not a criminal civil yet. Lawsuit. And, and that's the thing because I always look at it like if that were me in that position, if somebody made something up about me, I wouldn't want people like hating me and not knowing the truth and just assuming these things. I, I always try to put myself in somebody else's shoes. So that's why like we, we felt it was so important to look at all the sides, right? get hypothetical, but on both sides. Now, think of it this way too, though. Some people will say, well, if Vince wasn't guilty of this, if none of it was true, why do you resign? That's well, a business decision. It, it doesn't matter. That's a, yeah, exactly. That's a business decision because- if he hadn't resigned, well... He probably would have been fired anyway. He, they probably would have... Exactly. He would have been removed anyhow forcefully mm-hmm. because he was now caught... His relationship and position in the company was costing them money. Mm-hmm. If they they lose that... The, their biggest sponsor, Slim Jim, pulls yeah. out, obviously, yeah, that was... He, he had to leave. And just going back to the whole Me Too movement where how many people got falsely accused? They lost jobs. They lost money. Sure. And then it turns out it wasn't true. They didn't get those jobs back. You know, like you couldn't undo the damage that was done. And that's why anytime there is an allegation like this, it's so important to be mindful. You can absolutely say, if this is true, then I think this, but you, you can't necessarily treat people like it is true. If you don't know for sure, like you, it's a minefield and you got to be really delicate walking through it. Yeah. I think everybody should get their day in court. Mm -hmm. And if this gets settled, that doesn't, that's the other thing too. If this gets settled for an undisclosed amount or whatever, and it's never spoken of again by either party, that's still not an, that's not an admonition of no. guilt either. That's, that could just be Vince being like, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Yeah. Let's get, I, I want my name out of the news. I want to be, move on with my life. Let's mm-hmm. you could give this woman $10 million, whatever, and be done with it. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean he's guilty either. Mm-hmm. So people have to keep that kind of stuff in mind as well. Uh, in in again the court of public opinion, especially now with social media oh, yeah. and everything the way that it is, 
podcast, like with what we're oh doing, my gosh. you know? Yeah, but that's why we're trying to be very careful with what we say because we're trying we to be want, mindful. I, like, I'm not going to say if I believe it or not. I, I'm just going to state what I see, mm-hmm. what what could be. And I, what, what I believe or not is not relevant, especially, mm. I think it's very important for people that have an audience, no matter how big or small it is, to be responsible with what they're putting out there. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be responsible. Yeah. That's why you want to read some of these details. They're pretty gruesome. Mm-hmm. We'll put a link in the show notes, but we're, I'm not going to talk about it. I choose not to talk about it and glorify it. Uh, or or shine a light on it in that way. I that's just me. I choose not it's to. Icky. It's just gross. I'd, I'd rather not. So, but we will put that there. If you choose to go down that mm-hmm. rabbit hole and read that, that's entirely up to up to the audience. Mm-hmm. But that's why, again, what like I was saying, we try to be responsible. And and we just ask again: be mindful of real victims. And right. it's so easy to say, "Oh, bullshit!" You know, you're just saying that, but you don't you don't know the truth. And it's, it, like I said, it, it can be very difficult for people to come forward. Um, victims suffer from, like, PTSD. There's a lot of stuff that can happen physically and mentally that breaks a person down, but yet they allow abuse to continue. And just always, you know, you all know me, and I'm loving, but I always say just be mindful of others. You haven't walked a mile in their shoes. You don't know what they've been through. Just be respectful. And and the same goes with this. We have a potential victim, but also she could be making it up. We don't know. Just be respectful all the way around. That To me, that's the best course of action. Uh, I have another question for yeah. you. Do you think that the WWE should be, like, because I saw for a brief time, I don't know if it's still got any steam or not, but people were saying, we're not going to watch WWE anymore because of this. That's and stupid. Do you think that there's that that's legitimate, that that should be... I think that is, ap- this is my personal opinion, it's absolutely stupid because when you have one or a few people involved in such a massive scale like the WWE, to punish everyone, people who have absolutely nothing to do with this, you're punishing them when you try to cancel stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I agree. You want to go after the person? Wait until you find out was it true or not. And time will tell. I really think time will tell. We'll get the answers. But um, we might not. I don't know. You don't don't say that because we may not. If there's I a said settlement, I think time will tell. We'll get the answers. Is what you said. Yeah, I think time will tell, and we'll get the answers. Mm, but yeah. you don't Maybe. know. But don't try to cancel the entire company. Where, I, that stuff, to me, all that stuff is just virtue signaling. Yeah, anyways. people, people have like, worked oh. so hard. Yeah, come on. Think of the wrestlers, the referees, the, the production crew, the people who put the rings together. So many people involved on so many levels. And they, uh, so many of them have worked so hard to get to where they are. And it's, to me, unfair to just try to cancel them because their boss did something that had absolutely nothing to do with them. To me, that's asinine. I agree, but it's it's the culture we're in. So I, I just figured I'd ask that question. Just one to ponder. Just remember, glass houses. Yeah, right. So uh, on, on that note, I, I think that's a good place to end for yeah. now. And, and obviously, if there's any more stuff that comes out, and the reason we didn't talk about this right away is because stuff just kept coming out. And I think it's going to. And it's probably going to continue, but we figured, oh, it's been it's been about two weeks. A good time now. We we've had some time to digest this information, to hear some takes. Like I said, I listened to a couple of attorneys speak. I listened to the actual 
is it a plaintiff in a civil suit? I don't know what you call it, but the woman here who, who's making the allegations, I listened to her attorney. I've listened to a couple of other independent attorneys who have just disseminated some of the information that's alleged and some of the ramifications and things that could come of this. So I've tried to get a lot of perspectives and viewpoints to try to better formulate what we're going to talk about and how we're going to approach this whole thing. And, and I think that, I think we did okay just trying to come at it from all sides yeah. and just making sure that everybody knows this is not proven to be true. It's it's a civil lawsuit. It's an allegation. And we don't know what's going to come of it. But mm-hmm. until next time, uh, I am Alex, the Golden Greek, and, uh, <laughs> and I've been mm-hmm. joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. We love hearing from and interacting with our hearers and watchers. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at HomewreckerPod. You can also visit our website, HomewreckerPodcast.com, where you can check out past episodes and pick up some Homewrecker Podcast gear from our online store. Also, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're hearing or watching our show. That way you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can check out the video versions of our show at YouTube and Brideon. You can also find Monique in a few places online as well. I'm on Twitter, at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. If you're interested in a tarot reading, organite, incense, candles, and other cool things, you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Or if you're interested in hypnotherapy, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And follow me on Twitter, at Monique P-C-H-T. And Alex, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at TheAlexArion, and you can check out my website, AlexArionFitness.com. And if that's too much to remember, we get it. That's why we put it all in our show notes. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we appreciate all of your support. We do. Thank you. We love you. Many people are unaware just how much hypnotherapy can help them or think it's only to help lose weight or quit smoking. But there is so much more hypnotherapy can do. It can help with stress, anxiety, insomnia, phobias, performance enhancement, connecting with your spirit guides and higher self. You can even discover past lives and your life between lives. Heal traumas, break habits, find your deepest truth, or just have fun discovering who you really are, all from the comfort of your home. I'm Monique Pliakis. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, and I want to help you. Schedule a free consult by going to www.innerstandingshypnosis.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-S-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S.com. Understandings Hypnosis. Find your power and ignite your inner light.